0: Hello, everyone. I'm super excited about this episode tonight. Welcome to episode 33. I've got some friends. They're going to be tuning in with me from Vermont, and they have asked me to do a baby dedication for them. And so it's going to be an awesome, awesome episode. So stay with us all the way to the end. They're going to be talking about some things that have happened with them and their life up there in Vermont. It is going to be an awesome, awesome show. So I do want you to make sure that you uh, subscribe to our channel, share it, like it. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, go and do that really quick. Um, If you are on Facebook, follow us because every time that we get to share this, It just continues to help grow the channel and more people get to hear the Word of God and the light of God continues to go out through this world. So make sure you like it, follow it, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And throughout the episode tonight, just hit the like button. It helps us to just get more and more views out there and it will just continue to help reach more people. So tonight, without any further ado, I do want to bring on some great friends of mine all the way up in Ver vermont so i want you to put your hands together and welcome the misspell family how are y'all doing up there <laughs> yeah so good. good to see you guys hey nate how are you Brad? I, man i'm doing good? so good i'm doing so good <laughs> looks like we got brandon in the background like i told him earlier he needs to give me some of that hair I told him if, if we're doing any plays and like church plays around here that you need to Jesus, he's perfect. He is perfect, man. That's awesome. I see you, Faith. I see you over there. I mean, you were just little bitty last time. I, man, God, you guys have grown up. And Joe, look, I see you, Joe. How are you, buddy?
1: <laughs>
0: he's like star of the show. Casey, you want to put Casey? Put your face in there so we can say, hey, yep, there's Casey. There's Mama right there. And uh, is John and Julie in the room or are they ever at their house? No. <laughs> okay, there, there they are. Hey, hey, how are y'all doing? Good. <laughs> good to see you. Oh man, that was such a special trip when I got to come up there to Vermont, Vermont, and hang out with you guys. I'll never forget that. Hopefully, I we get to come up there again soon. Yes, yeah, Now, is it snowing um, up there right now? Yeah. Well, wasn't it
1: snowing? Snowing. snowing. It's kind of snowing, raining mix right now. It's like thirty-three, thirty. Okay
0: okay wow yeah well it's like 70 down here so uh <laughs> it kind of goes bork. up and down here so man i'm so excited to have you guys on tonight and really nate and casey it's an honor for you guys to ask me to uh ba- to do the baby dedication for joe and um brandon's back there i got to uh he probably don't remember of course but i got you guys asked me to do the baby dedication for him years and years ago how old are you now brandon 16 and he's got his cat there i know Haley's gonna love that um so uh how old was brandon when we dedicated him uh, he's a baby three? i think three.
1: he was three years three old. Yeah, okay
0: so. and joe is four tonight right yes joe we're gonna dedicate you to jesus tonight is that cool is that cool Yeah. All right. That's cool. That is so cool. So we're going to jump right into the baby dedication tonight. Um, and, uh, Casey, if, if, um, if I'm not mistaken, you had some medical issues before you had Joe and didn't think you were going to have any more children. Is that correct? Yeah, we weren't sure if we were going to have more kids. Right. Um, but yeah, I got diagnosed with a thing called pelvic congestion syndrome Yeah. and it was really and I couldn't walk very oh. easily. And yeah, it was rough. Wow. And then did the Lord kind of reveal to you that you were going to have another child? Is that is that right? Is that accurate? Yes. Wow. Yes. Was there a specific way he did that or did you just kind of know in your spirit or how would you feel it? Um, he actually, um, one night when I was in a lot of pain, um, I was talking to Nate about it and he was praying for me. And God said that we would have a little boy, and his name was to be Joseph. Wow. And his full name is Joseph Daniel, right? Yes. Joseph Daniel. What a beautiful name. Two powerful Bible characters right there. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Well, we are going to jump right into the baby dedication tonight. I want everybody out there to know that baby dedication is one word, but you could also say it is like a parental dedication because it really is... um, you know, where the parents are pledging to raise their child in the ways of God and the commandments of God and to, you know, say, you know what, we're going to raise Joe to follow the ways of Jesus and teach him everything. And so this is also a pledge that you as parents are pledging um, and asking for our accountability and help as a community. It does take a community, a village to raise a kid, doesn't it? Isn't that right? (laughs) Me and Haley just had our first one and we are learning that for sure. Um, as I'm down here on the podcast, she's upstairs, you know, just burping a baby, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it just takes us all. And so, um, you know, the, uh, in, in the Bible, it says that we should um, really, this is what Moses says. It says, to impress upon our children the commandments that God has given us in his word. The book, the, the book of uh, Proverbs is an impassionate plea from a father to a son instructing him to know and apply the Lord's commands. The Apostle Paul said, fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. You know, um, so this is a pledge and I, uh, of you guys raising your child in the ways of Jesus. And You know, Jesus loved children. You know, he loved them. In Matthew chapter 19, there's a a couple of verses I want to read right here. This shows the heart of Jesus for children, and it says right here, it says, "Then the little children were brought to Jesus for Him to place His hands on them and pray for them." And that's what we're going to do tonight: is just lay our hands and pray for you guys and for Joe. And it says, "But the disciples rebuked those who brought them to Jesus." But Jesus said, "Let the little children come to Me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these." When He had placed His hands on them, He went. on. On from there, so this is just showing how Jesus loves children and love to pray for children, and this is just going to be a this is one of my most special episodes so far, is because it's dear to my heart. Just uh, we've been trying forever to have kids. And then you guys ask us to do this. It's just special to me. And I'm excited to be a part of it and honored to be a part of it. Um, so, you know, the family is a divine institution ordained of God since the beginning of time. And this really is such an amazing to me how you were talking about how you um, what you're going to share later on about how your family has just been able to be a light to the community for Jesus. And I really believe that you guys are a light and a beacon of light for the gospel to go forth in Vermont, in the uh, towns and cities that you live in around there, and you guys just keep going on, and never, um, never forget that the family was the first ordained um, institution to carry the gospel into other cities and other places, is when a family would move from one city to another, or, or, or they grew up in one place for a long time, it was the family that, you know, it could be j- your, in, your your immediate family, but it could be in-laws and, and extended family and everybody, you you came together to bring to show the community that you were living differently than everybody else and following the ways of God, following the biblical principles. And I know that's what you and your family do. And um, it's just um, awesome to to be a part of this as you guys do this. But this is the family. I want you guys to see that. I want you guys to be encouraged because what you're doing tonight is you're showing that community that, hey, I'm I'm pledging to raise my child in the ways of God. God. So Nate and Casey, do you pledge to take on these responsibilities to raise Joe in the ways of God? Awesome. 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 And, uh, you know, I want to make people, I want people out there to know for sure that, you know, this is a baby dedication. It's not like, um, you know, there's other things out there like infant baptism and things like that. People can get confused. Baby dedication does not mean that we are saying that Joe is saved tonight. This is why uh, This is why it's a baby dedication and a parental dedication, meaning we're going to raise him up to know the Lord so he can make his own decision to give his life to Jesus so he can ask him in to forgive his sins. And I just want people out there to know that this is not a a place where he's, we're imparting faith or imparting forgiveness of his sins, but just a dedication to hand him over to the Lord. And um, one of my favorite stories that I like to use in a baby dedication, it comes from Exodus chapter two. It's the story of Moses. Can you imagine this right here? Can you imagine this? Um, Moses, his mother has a child and and he's beautiful. And at that time, they were supposed to get rid. They were they were killing all the babies. But Moses's mother hid 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 him for a few months. But when she could hide him no longer, it says in Exodus chapter two that they made a basket and they 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 put tar all over the basket so the basket could actually float in a river. And can you imagine this, Nate and Casey? Can you imagine putting your baby? Now he's a four-year-old, of course, but imagine putting your baby or even a four-year-old in a basket in the Nile River where there are crocodiles and pythons and, and, you know, flowing river, everything, not knowing how, if the baby was going to stay alive or what was going to happen. But you know what? They put Moses in a basket and they let go. She let go of the basket and put, basically put that child in God's hands and said, God, this river is you and I'm, a, I'm just putting the, my child in your hands and letting you take my child where my child is supposed to be. And we know the story is how... Moses ended up right there where Pharaoh's daughter was bathing, and she found the basket and opened it up. Moses was crying, and right there, God gave Pharaoh's daughter a heart for Moses, and when she gave him a heart for Moses, he she took him in, and, and, and she raised him as her own child. And so, as a baby dedication, I wanted you as parents to see this and go, you know what? This is how I see a baby dedication, is going, hey God, I'm putting Joe in a basket, I'm surrendering him to you. I'm putting him in the river of life to you, and I'm letting go of him, and I'm letting you take him where he's supposed to go, where the destiny and the purpose that you have for him. Is that something that you guys, Nate, Casey, are you ready to do, is just put your baby in the hands of God and trust him? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, at this time, I just want to um, say, Joe, you got an awesome biblical name, an awesome name that means so much. Um... To All of us and I just believe that God is putting his hand upon you and that you're going to be a light to the community of Vermont and wherever you end up in life I believe that you are going to be a light to so many people for Jesus and um, what I want to do tonight is a family I want you guys to kind of put your hand on Joe and I'm just going to raise my hand up to the camera and I was going to pray over Joe and pray over your family okay? So let's, yes. let's pray, all right? So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you right now thanking you for the Ms. Bell family, God. We thank you for Nate. We thank you for Casey and Brandon and Faith and Julie and John and everybody there, and we especially tonight, thank you for Joe. And we thank you for his life, God. We thank you for the miracle that you brought life into him. When they, when, when people were saying there was no more life going to come from Casey's womb, you brought Joe into this world for a reason and a purpose. So in this moment, I just, in the name of Jesus, command every principality, every ruler, every authority, every power, every spirit of darkness, every demon that's trying to come against Joe's life, I command you to get off of his mind, heart, body, soul, his spirit His present and his future. And then I plead and apply the blood of Jesus over Joe and his life and his mind, his spirit, his heart and his body. And I just pray right now, God, that you will help him. You give him a soft heart for the things of God, for things of you, Lord. And he will follow you and he will know your voice, God, above all other voices in this world. I pray you give him an ear to hear you, to know your voice and that he would grow in a deep relationship with you. God, and have an intimate relationship with you as he grows in relationship with you, God. I pray that he will come to know you as his personal Lord and Savior at a very young age, God. And Father, I pray that he leads many, many people to you um, and as he answers the call that's upon his life. So it's in this moment that I just dedicate Joseph, Daniel, misspelled, to Jesus, to the Lord right now. And I just charge you, Nate, and charge you, Casey, to raise Joe up in the ways of God and lead him to a personal relationship with Jesus, lead him to his calling, and guide him to what God has called him to do. And it's in Jesus' name I pray all of these things. And everybody said amen and amen. Wow. What an awesome, awesome time. Thank you guys for allowing me to do that. It's just been a, it's just an honor of mine for real.
1: No, uh, we appreciate it. We couldn't think of anybody we would rather have do it than you.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I would love to jump into what you guys have been going through in the last, what, six months or so. Um, And so yeah. did you want, did you want to go into do your ear pods now or, or are you going to keep it how it is?
1: No, I'll, I'll do that. Can you hear
0: me? I can hear you. I can hear you. You can't hear that. Can you hear me? I don't know. I can hear you on my phone, but not on here. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry, Casey's Not a right problem. There. Not a problem. We're in no hurry. This is just a fun time. This is what a podcast is about—just having a good, fun time. So don't worry. Don't rush. If you can't hear me, we can go back to doing it the way it was, Nate. Not a problem.
1: Okay, we'll give it one more try.
0: Okay. Well, not (laughs) don't. How
1: about about now?
0: Can you hear me now? No. No, that's fine. Hey, we'll go back to doing it the way it was. Is that Okay yeah absolutely. okay sounds good that's good so um we're gonna jump right into your guys's story you guys have been through a lot has it been like the last six months or so
1: yeah uh july 10th is when everything happened
0: <laughs> july the oh. 10th so yeah. you, july the 10th you had a flood right and so this is a picture of your family right here this all you guys just got to see now is that the old house or the new house
1: that's actually John and Julie's house.
0: Okay, that's John and Julie's house. Okay, so, um, but you guys just went through a flood. And I want to show some pic- the people the pictures of the flood. Look at this flood that happened to them in their home uh, up in Vermont. Is that your car?
1: Yes, that's Casey's car.
0: Oh, my goodness. And then is that you in a kayak, or what's going on there?
1: No, <laughs> no that's actually uh, a cousin of Casey's that was wow. um, retreating cats that were still in the house
0: oh my god the cat is in there <laughs> wow yeah
1: we had well not in there but he's going into the house to retrieve okay
0: oh i got you and then there's another picture here it looks like is that a floating dock or what is that
1: yeah that used to be a dock um that's right now in the middle of the driveway wow um, that's john and julie's house in the background but wow. to the left the pool that used to be the deck we used to have around the pool
0: oh my gosh and then, um, you guys, this is on July the 10th, and I know we're about to tell the story, but then you guys got blessed with um, a new, you know, I'm gonna, actually, you know what? We're just going to let you tell the story instead of me ruining it for everybody. But So, um, Nate, tell us what happened on July the 10th. You guys were on a vacation, and yeah. um, just start, man. Tell us what happened.
1: Well, so what's interesting is the Friday we left on a Saturday to go on vacation. This all happened on a Monday. And uh, the Friday before we left, we had another kind of rainstorm, rapid rainstorm where yeah. it caused a mudslide on our main road here further up in Killington. Wow. And here we didn't have any damage or anything like that, but it raised up so high to the point where I almost started going into um, my garage and wow. stuff. And never to that point it stopped. But that was the Friday. that was the Friday before we left. So and then Saturday morning we left to go to our vacation. We go to Maine every year. We go one week a year for our one vacation
0: really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, we left Friday uh Saturday morning and then Monday morning um while I'm in Maine, we're camping, I'm getting I'm starting to get calls and it actually started my first call was three thirty in the morning.
0: Wow. And uh
1: um, the guy that called me was very concerned about our place and oh, what wow. was happening and things like that. And nothing had flooded at that point, but it was raining pretty heavily at that point. And then from about 5 o'clock on the rest of the day, so when I was getting phone calls and text mm. messages, you know, all sorts of stuff about what was going on, pictures, videos. And, um, yeah, and you felt, you kind of felt helpless. There was right. nothing, you know, we were four hours away. There was nothing wow. that I could do. And that evening, Monday night, once the rain stopped and everything, about six o'clock, or so John and I made it to Woodstock. We drove yeah. back, my fa- father-in-law, yeah, and myself. We drove back from Maine, and we made it all the way to Woodstock. And that particular spot was about ten minutes from our house, and we couldn't go any further. There was all the back roads were washed out. The main road was washed wow. out. There was no way for us to get to our house.
0: Oh my! So gosh. we literally.
1: And drive all the way back to maine to stay the night and we left tuesday morning and we got back to our house at noon and we still had water you know it was receding wow. considerably at that point but yeah. we still had water all hard and about six o'clock that night is when all the water completely receded
0: oh stuff. my gosh so wow so this is you're on a vacation, enjoying yourself. You get calls and your home is flooded. Your car is flooded. I mean, I mean. T- so tell us what's going on inside of you and inside of your family um, as you've basically lost everything, right?
1: Yeah, my. Um, so we have a garage as well and all my lawn equipment. like That's what I do for summer work. So, yeah. Um, and stuff. So all my lawn equipment was out there. I just bought a brand new lawnmower this year, bought it in March. So at that point, it was only like four months old. That was out in the garage. Um, we have a side-by-side machine that was out there that got completely flooded. My dad's tractor got completely flooded and uh, was completely underwater. So everything, it, it was. Is your dog trying to, make to a, is your
0: dog to, trying to to make a show on the TV?
1: Yeah, he's. Deciding to wrestle the other dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dog no, I love it, man. I, I love having... On, there's a lot going on here.
0: I love having dogs on the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but um, I can't... I guess I can't fully say what I felt, except um, mm. I guess at that point, it didn't really think in when yeah. it really hit me when I got here.
0: Oh, man.
1: Um, we had... Uh, a newspaper from New York, Associated Press, that was here taking wow. pictures wow. and things like that. I was going on, um, and there was a lot of videos taken of our home, you know, put on Facebook and things wow. like that. We're mm. kind of the public child of the storm, really. Wow. And it was when I got here. There was a lady. I I was watching. Casey actually went in the house and stuff, and and my other kids and i was watching joe outside i hadn't even made it in the house yet a, a local lady stopped and her granddaughter stopped and you know they're being very sympathetic <laughs> and stuff but i uh, you know to be honest i just wasn't having it at that point i, yeah. I hadn't yeah. had a chance to you know really let it soak in or anything like that so i to be honest i was short with her yeah and stuff. it was it was uh you know very challenging yeah At that moment, because it got rushed with emotions. I never cried during the whole thing, but that moment right there was the closest I became to being emotional during the whole. Sure,
0: yeah. Well, man, I can only imagine of losing everything. And um, so let's jump right into, it was a process of trying to get it all rebuilt. And then you guys had to man just work you had to keep your jobs going but then you had to work at night and on the weekends and you how many did you have four or five people that were really helping you or how many
1: so just back it up just a little bit um during that time so before we could even do anything um fema came to help us well first of all we got denied by an insurance company uh. the reason why it was because it was caused by a flood we didn't have flood insurance because we don't we don't live in a flood plain, so we don't carry it. And so they couldn't do anything. So we had to wait. So FEMA wanted to help us and was willing to help us, but they, what they needed from us was our denial letter from the, our insurance company that took, cause as soon as I got back, you know, the, actually the Wednesday, I started filing all my claims, vehicles, you know, machines, equipment, business, you know, everything we started doing everything. That evening, Wednesday night is when I got the deni- phone mm-hmm. call that we got denied for our home. Wow. Wow. And it took, ten, it took almost 10 days. I think it was 10, yeah, about 10 days for us to receive our denial letter. So during that time, we couldn't touch anything
0: to oh, the house. Wow.
1: But a female already come. They did, they did everything that they do and take pictures and, you know, all that stuff. But we took all our pictures as well, documented everything. Yeah. And... FEMA came, and they're willing to help, but they were waiting on that letter. Because the letter took so long to receive, we had to do it again with FEMA, basically. Oh, man. And so our, the process took three weeks total before mm. we could even start doing anything to our house because we couldn't tear it down. We couldn't, you know, nothing. Because if we had to appeal for whatever reason with wow. FEMA, they were going to have to be able to come back and just, you know, look at it themselves and things like that.
0: So there's nothing we
1: could, our house sat for three weeks untouched. We couldn't do nothing. So you guys
0: were just homeless for a while.
1: We thankfully, when we went camping, we brought our camper and I had my truck. So we Uh had our camper, to John and Julie's house, which as you saw in the pictures is, we same driveway walking distance from us for whatever reason, they didn't get the type of damage that we did. They had maybe six inches of water in their house. Gotcha. So they still had electricity and stuff. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have water. We didn't have, you know, nothing. Right. And so we were staying in our camper plugged into John and Julie's power. Hmm. And we ended up staying in our camper for eight weeks with three dogs, cats, you know, five of us and things like that. That's a long time to be in a tight space like that. Yeah. No um, doubt. No doubt, man. Yeah, it it was, I don't know. It was quite a looking back now, it almost seems like a, a dream. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. really seem like a, I don't know how to, how to really put it into words, but it doesn't seem like it was a, it's a reality. Like that's what we actually went through. I mean, we know we did. There's no yeah. doubt about that, but it's, I don't know. It was just, it was so unreal, but yeah, to get back to what you're asking about how, how many people and stuff. So we had help, Once we got the green light from FEMA, we got our money and stuff. The very next day, which was a Saturday, we ended up gutting out the house, completely emptying it out full of stuff. So that was a Saturday. The Sunday we started, um, once we got all the stuff, appliances, furniture, everything out that Saturday, we had a lot of volunteers from the community and things like that that came and helped, friends and whatnot, friends and family that came and helped. And once we did that, the Sunday – Next day we started gutting, you know, gutting it out, taking out the plywood, wow. and the, the walls, you know, things like that.
0: So how and, long did the whole process take to rebuild the home? Well,
1: and when I talked to you, because we, you know, we talked on Monday about this. I was actually wrong. I talked to Casey about it, and it actually took us for us to start when we started rebuilding to living back in our house and moving back in. It took us 41
0: days. 41 days. That's a miracle, Nate. I mean, you've been going through it, but let me just tell you to take all that flood damage out to build a new home with only four or five people that were helping mostly, and you're just doing it nights and in the weekends. 41 days. That is a miracle. That reminds me of like Nehemiah when he was rebuilding the walls. They're like, no, he can't. There's no way they can do this. They were out. You know, they had to fight other people off while they were building walls walls. Like, are all stuff going on. And they rebuilt the wall in 52 days. So, I mean, you're like on Nehemiah pace up there, man. Like, you definitely the favor of the Lord was with you. His hand was with you to rebuild your home.
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Looking back now, and to be honest, I didn't really realize how much of a miracle was. I knew, you know, people were commenting and they couldn't believe because I posted a lot of updates, videos, because we had a lot of support from the community.
0: Yeah. financially,
1: just, you know, people reaching out and, you know, donating clothes and, you know, just a lot of support. So I wanted to keep people in the loop what was going on. So I would make updated videos or post pictures on Facebook or whatever. And uh, even our GoFundMe page, we'd post things to just so people are aware of the progress that's being made and a lot of people they made a lot of comments about it. they couldn't believe how fast things were you know coming together and yeah, i guess it didn't really sink in because when you're in the middle of all that you're just doing what needs to be done you yeah. know you're just you know if we you know we're setting records and you know things like that no you're not that's last thing on your mind you're just yeah. thinking about <laughs> yeah uh, going camper and go back into your home and all right you know, kids Kids that are very emotional during that time. Right. And they had an extremely challenging time with it. And, mm. um, you know, so it was like you're just anxious to get back home. You
0: know? Let me ask you this, man. of And through it all, what was the thing that you learned the most going through this flood?
1: I guess, you know, you, you look at the news and you read the news, and there's a couple parts to that. And you see the big things that draw a lot of attention are shootings and, you know, crime and, you know, all these bad things that are taking place. But what you don't always hear is that there are still wonderful people in this world.
0: Yeah. Come on.
1: You know. And with all this, we witnessed it firsthand where you live in a small town. We have, it may be more now, but it was at one point less than a thousand people. And, mm. you know, so it's a very small intimate town and you can't help, but know everyone, and things like that and to have everyone not just this town but surrounding towns as well come together and rally behind you and your family it just it went beyond words you know what people did for us it's how do you repay them how do you thank them enough for everything that they did they would stop and check on us they would stop and give clothes they would stop and give us food you know they would whatever they could to help us out it's like it was just incredible and it so that was one of the major things is to know that not every there's not evil may draw a lot of attention yeah but there's still a lot of good in this world there's still a lot of good people still in this world
0: that's awesome. And you guys got to be a, a light to the community by showing people how you handled a situation like this. I mean, did you see, uh, just a, were you able to see how your light as a Christian was able to go out into a, a dark world and just be able to show people how you handled this situation? Well, and I
1: guess that, that's the thing is we did a, um, a church in particular, a local church, um, they wanted us to come to the service and they were doing a donation for us. um, And they were doing an offering for us and raising money for us and, and things. And we spoke a little bit and they wanted me to share a little bit. So I was talking to them and it says, you know, I'm not angry. A lot of people would expect us to be angry or, and I can only really speak for myself, but I wasn't angry at God. I wasn't shaking my fist and just like, why, oh, why, oh, why? And I mean, did I have that question? maybe multiple times throughout yes absolutely but I, I was never at one point angry with him and you just for me it was just a matter of, like you just you got to do what you got to do I remember yeah. having another person that was helping us is like well you you have an opportunity to be a light right now and I agree a hundred percent but at the same time it's like I'm not interested in putting on a show for yeah. people
0: you know yeah
1: yeah so, this is like just who I am. This is just how we live our life. Like how we went through that situation. Yeah. It's no different than how we go through everyday life.
0: Wow. Wow. And,
1: and did we have people approach us say, Hey, just, you know, how you guys are living your lives this, throughout everything makes me want to know Jesus. No, we didn't have people directly come and ask us or tell us that stuff, but we know people are watching. We live on yeah. a very busy way. We had the newspaper, local newspaper come do two different articles. We wow. had the local news, TV news come, which is out of Burlington, which is like two hours away. They came here on three different occasions to do an interview.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and it's like, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of floods. There's been a lot of fires. There's been a lot of devastation all all across the world. Like, why is our story and why, what we're going through drawing attention? You know, yeah. you can't help but think because Jesus' Jesus's light is shining. Sure. And, it's not, am I going to say I handled everything perfectly? Absolutely not. But I was just real, you know, I was just who I was. And it's like, you just, this is what you do. This is what you have to do. This is what you got to get through these things. And it's like, I could have sat and pout and cried and, you know, threw my hands up. and Yeah. But what good's that going to do? Yeah. You know, it's not going to fix anything. Our house isn't going to get fixed any faster. Our situation's not going to change because I'm throwing a fit out there. And, and not that I wanted to do that, but I'm just saying, what what benefit would there have been if I did do that? You know, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Nothing. I hear you, man. You know, we were talking earlier, and you were talking about how um, uh, what you had learned spiritually, um, and you were talking about how what you learned in your relationship with God. Kind of um, go off of that a little bit and tell us what you learned in your relationship with God, and like what you learned spiritually through the whole thing.
1: Well, through the whole thing, the short answer is that God is faithful. Come on. There's, I mean, what, what can I say? You know,
0: yeah. he's just faithful, And wow.
1: oftentimes you think to yourself, or the biggest struggle I have in my life is, do I deserve it? I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. I've done this, you know, and it's on a works basis and stuff. And at the end of the day, I don't deserve anything good. That's there's no question about that. The only reason why anything good happens in my life is because of the grace, the
0: grace yes. of Jesus. You know, Amen.
1: To finish work. And I can't take any credit for any good thing that ever happens to us. But I, I can say that I have seen God be faithful. He provided in a way, in a yes. supernatural way. We, my wife, every year beginning of the year, she prays and asks the Lord for a verse for the year, and mm-hmm. I shared. I it with you, Ephesians 3.20. I have you, was me our- pop
0: it up, I'm going to pop it up here on the screen real quick so people can see it. Um, let me pull it up here. For, so it says, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. So very powerful, man. Very powerful. So that's your verse for the whole year?
1: Yeah, and you think about the year that we've had and you think like, where was all this you know, wonderful blessings and just kind of easy peasy life. And I think that's where I know I was guilty of at one point with Mm. my walk with the Lord was you you just think that because you become a Christian, that things are going to get easier for you. And oftentimes they become harder for you. Yeah. And, but you just, I think we can be guilty as a whole of almost being like salesmen, like Mm. car salesmen in a sense, but we're like trying to sell Jesus. Like, well, if you come to Jesus, you'll get this, that, and other thing yeah and what if you don't get all that stuff what if you do lose everything what if you do lose your home what if you're living in a camper for eight weeks you have you're literally homeless for the first time in your life well i get technically our second time in our life because this is a second flood we went through actually first one as homeowners but what would you do during all that stuff how does that change your relationship with the lord now what does it become is it was your whole relationship based on an easy life and what he will give you or is it truly based on the love that he has for you and the love that you have for him and keep it that simple like yeah you know and that's what became a reality for me this summer was it became real Mm. it wasn't the, the god that we talked about in sunday school or the bible stories that we hear about and things like that and all the wonderful things we hear about in church on Sunday, but it's it became real to me when life really, really hits you, knocks you down, leaves you without anything. And I'm and I'm t- telling you, we had we lost two, we had three vehicles, we lost two of them. My lawn equipment, so all my work stuff. I thought I didn't know what was going to come about my work. I reached out to my clients to let them know that to find someone to fill in because I don't know how long I was going to be without. Now with, with that, there's a lot of competition around here. It's easy for them to find someone else to replace me and stuff. So there's also, there's that I could have lost my job.
0: Yeah.
1: If I was out for the whole summer, who knows what would have happened. Right. And so there's that. And you know, my kids losing all their personal possessions and things like that and being heartbroken and upset, man. And we have a toddler that we're trying to raise at the same time. And we have animals, and we have just all these different things that we have to try to figure out all at the same time and and find time to rebuild your home. Wow. And purchase, because that's the thing is, yes, we have to find time to rebuild, but you also have to find time to go get the materials. Yeah. You also have to find time to, you know, do all these things. You know, you need new appliances. You need this, that, and other thing. You have to go get that stuff. Yes, we had some delivered, but the majority of it we picked up and mm-hmm. stuff. So you have mm-hmm. to, even if you're not physically working on your home, you're doing other things to be able to yeah. f- prepare for the step right. of working on your home. And, But what I noticed was God was faithful through it all. Come on. He was faithful. And it became real to me what this whole Jesus things about what this whole God thing is about. It wasn't about a tingly warm feeling that I get during worship. It wasn't, you know, anything like that or having a prophetic word hit me just so and like, Ooh, that makes me feel good about myself and, and stuff. It became real raw because yeah. like I said, I, we had nothing. Wow. We had nothing. At moment. There was all that the security we had was out the window.
0: And you just had all of your faith and trust in Jesus, you know, and and, and that's exactly what Jesus preaches on the uh, Sermon on the Mount. He, he, he ends it saying, you know, follow these ways, follow these teachings, and you'll be like a man who is standing upon a rock in the middle of a storm. And he says, if you don't obey these teachings, you don't follow these ways, then you're going to be someone who when a storm comes, it's going to knock your house down. It's going to knock your faith down. It's going to knock your beliefs down. And Nate, you've just been an example to uh, all of us out there, all of us Christian brothers and uh, sisters out there, and even to the world about what it looks like to stand on the rock in the middle of a storm, stand on the rock in the middle of the flood. And if you're out there tonight. And and you're in the middle of a flood, there's all kind of different floods in life. And if you're in the middle of a flood, just know if you'll stand on Jesus, stand on your faith in Him, that He will be faithful and pull you through everything. You know, God never promises to... Um, take us out of this fallen world when we give our life to Him. But He does promise to walk with us through it. He does promise to restore what the enemy has stolen. And He promises to, to be there and protect us and, and take care of us. And man, that's exactly what you guys have modeled. You have modeled that um, that when life hits you, when a flood hits you, to stay close to the Lord and, 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 and let the Holy Spirit, He can fill you uh, with peace and fill you with joy even in the middle of a storm to where you can be a light to your community, you can be a light to your family, you can watch God restore everything that he's done, and you can be a light to everybody and be a witness that God is faithful. Man, thank you so much for what a powerful, powerful testimony you and Casey and your family have, and thank you for sharing it with us tonight, ma'am.
1: No, thank you for having us and asking us to be a part of this. And thank you, most importantly, for dedicating Joe. And, you know, we really appreciate you, Brad. And, you know, for people that don't know, I've known you for a long time. Back in the basement days. Yeah. You were the first one I I called. Yeah. And you helped us navigate our way all the way down there. You took care of us, told us where to stay and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, ever since then, for whatever reason, you know, God's had us continue this relationship.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) grateful for you and everything that you're doing and i see that we don't have a lot of views and stuff but i know that your impact is more than what we see with our physical eyes
0: oh yes yeah. man you have lots of people will watch later on in the week man it'll be awesome i know it's going to touch a lot of people and you guys can share it in your community with people around there man and whatever you guys want to do man but uh it's just been awesome. And, you know, we want to be able to bless you guys. You know, the Lord had put on my heart to help you guys in the middle of the flood, but the Holy Spirit told me to wait until everything was over. It's kind of like having a baby and everybody shows up with with food and drinks, and they flood, you know, flood you with all the, the food and drinks right there at the beginning. But when it's all over, like, whoa, I sure would love somebody to bring me a food tonight. You know. And uh, we, guys, we do want to bless you guys um, with just maybe there's an appliance you need to buy or maybe uh, um, there's something else in the home or maybe it's just to help you guys out with Christmas or whatever it may be. But here on BGTV, we want to reach out. We want to help. We want to be a blessing to you guys. And so um, if you're out there tonight watching BGTV or you're watching this um, you know, a replay and you feel led to give to Nate and his family who lost everything up there in Vermont, um, just uh, Venmo uh, to uh, BGTV Studios. Just Venmo or Cash App to BGTV Studios. And we're going to send that money. I uh, just put a note that this is for the family in Vermont. And we are going to send that money to them. Um, and we just want to be a blessing to you guys here at this time of Christmas, man.
1: Well, thank you. appreciate that. You know, Absolutely. You wonderful. Again, for the time and the opportunity to come
0: on. Absolutely. Here. Well, I feel like there's no better way for us to close this out, Nate, besides you praying for us, man. uh, Someone who just been through a flood. Pray for people out there that are going through a flood of their own, um, you know, and just pray whatever God puts on your heart. But just pray for us tonight as we close, all right? Yes, absolutely.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you that you are so good, Lord. And Father, whatever anybody that is listening right now, or whether it be right now, or later this week, or two weeks down the road, or whatever, Lord, that whoever needs to hear this, Lord, to encourage them, to let them know that they're not alone, let them know that they're not forgotten, let them know that you are in complete control, that you do really turn all things together for the good of those who are called according to your purpose, Lord, and most importantly, just wrap them with your love, Father, like you did with us, and you continue to do Lord, your word is true where you said that you will never leave us or forsake us. And we just thank you for your word. We thank you for you. Thank you for everyone that's listening. Thank you for Brad and his podcast, Lord. I pray that you bless him and his family and his ministry, Lord. We thank you for this evening. We pray that you be glorified. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen, man. Dude, thank, tell everybody, John and Julie and the whole family, that I said hey. And uh, man, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the baby dedication. It was awesome. It was an honor. And uh, man, you guys, I can't wait to come back up there and, and just hang out in Vermont one day, man.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have you wait till after winter, though.
0: Hey, hey, so right before we leave, if you can turn your camera or whatever and show people the new house that God gave you and built and restored in 41 days. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that is amazing. If you can, if you can't, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, look, man, that's just amazing. Yeah.
1: We still got some finishing touches to do. That's
0: okay. But, man, yeah, wow, that's just, and this is, you don't have to walk around the whole house, but this is just, uh, I just wanted to see man, this is all in 41 days and you've got bedrooms and bathrooms and tell us, didn't you say God blessed you with more than you had at the beginning?
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's another thing. So there's five of us. Yeah. And we had, we live in a single wide trailer. It's like 14 by 76, I believe it is. Wow. And we had 20 by 20 addition uh, for our older kids um, with one bathroom. Yeah. After all said and done now we have two bathrooms and we have two big additions 20 by 20 edition so a 40 by 40 or sorry 40 by no 20 by 40 edition i'm sorry and um so yeah now we have a lot more room we have the bathrooms that we need and like it's just everything we need and wanted in a home in our home it it happened and not just that but it's all like i shared with you it's all paid
0: for like there's no debt oh man that is amazing so it's all paid for you actually had you, you don't have to go into it you actually had some problems underneath when you found out and then god he he restored it and gave you more than you had after you went through all of that and that's your testimony man that god is faithful his hand is with you and he will restore what the enemy has stolen and so if you're out there going through the floods of life hang on because God's going to restore, and he'll end up blessing you with more. Uh, Just be a witness to what God is doing in your life. So, Nate, I love you, man. Thank you for being on the show tonight, and we'll do it again, man. And I hope you guys have a great night. Hey, and send some of that snow our way.
1: Oh, yes, you can have all that you want.
0: (laughs) I bet, I bet, I bet. All right, you guys have a blessed night, and uh, we'll see you later. And we'll see you guys on BGTv. Next week, we will see you here Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Remember, on the 24th and the 31st, we will not be having uh, the podcast. Uh, We'll be taking a break for those two weeks since it falls on Christmas Eve and on New Year's Eve. And then we'll be launching BGTV Studios coming up in January. I'll tell you more about that coming up, so stay tuned. But we'll see you next week right here, Sunday night, 7, right here on BGTV.